Christmas week podcast. Rob, Merry Christmas, man. How you doing? Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas. Got the Christmas slate this week and all the games on Saturday for the most part. Uh, I actually didn't know that. I was kind of surprised to see that. Uh, but yeah, that's super throwing me off. Yeah, I, I I just checked it like this morning, and I was like, "What? All these games are Saturday? <laughs> I just haven't had the chance to look." And um, but it's gonna be fun. It's a fun Christmas Eve get together with the uh, family, loved ones, or or if you're not doing anything, I mean, you got some football, so everybody wins. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a good time. Then you got those that lineup of three games on Christmas Day, so. It's going to be a long NFL weekend, even wrapping up Monday night with the Chargers and Colts. But uh, I know it's a it's a short week. We're getting this one out a little late in the week. So let's go ahead and jump into it, man. Uh, I think we're going to run through some rapid fire going over these matchups, similar to what we did last week. We'll we'll get back into, you know, reviewing who uh, was for real that we were correct and incorrect about, frauds that we were correct and incorrect about maybe next week as we get towards the final couple weeks of the season. But this is this is a pivotal moment uh, this week for a lot of playoff hopes. We've been talking about that a lot the last couple of weeks, about how this is going to shake uh, shake out, what we think will we'll play out, and just kind of our few points on what has and, and what will happen. So now, Robert, coming down to the last three weeks, we've got the AFC South tightening up. We talked about Trevor Lawrence has been number one in expected points added per play over the last five. Now six weeks, he tore up that Dallas defense and a massive win for the Jaguars to keep their playoff and divisional title hopes alive. The Titans are on a three-game skid. Your Jets are on a three-game skid. we got Jags-Titans uh, on that Thursday night matchup. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this. I just kind of want to know, who do you think comes out of that game? You know, you and I talked extensively beforehand we don't think Zach Wilson is still any good. A lot of his yardage were basically Hail Marys throughout the game, whether it was that 50-yard bomb to Azoma, uh, Jeff Smith with that, that big catch. So I think Wilson proved that they still aren't capable of putting up significant points. Defense really only surrendered 13. So he's he's really an Achilles heel. He is the Achilles heel. I, it's going to be very, very ugly in the Meadowlands when it comes to weather. Just give me who you think is winning this game. Are the Titans going to tighten it up? In are the Jags go, going to tighten up that divisional race with Tennessee, uh, or are the Jets going to really keep their playoff hopes alive? Because I do think the Jets got to win out. Really, both teams have to win out yeah, here. Yeah. So give me your thoughts on who's winning as Trevor Lawrence continues to ascend. Well, yeah, I was just going to say I think both teams essentially need to win out. I know the Jets yep. absolutely need to win out. Uh, Jags are only one game behind in the division, so they got a little bit more wiggle room, but you're running out of time at this point with only three weeks left. Um, my gut, you know, Jets fan bias on the side, I, my gut still says the Jets are going to win. Uh, I'm not super confident in Zach Wilson, but I am super confident in that defense. And I think, um, obviously, we're both Northeastern guys, so we so we know kind of the weather going on here. We don't love to take weather into account, but when something like this happens, you, you kind of have to count it as a factor. And it sounds like it's going to be a really nasty uh, weather night in New York at MetLife. So uh, when that happens, usually the ball goes into the running back's hands and, and less into the quarterback's hands. And that's exactly what we need um, in this type of game where you're going up a, a quarterback. It should be a Jet in Trevor Lawrence, but uh, he's, he's a Jag, obviously. We're going up against him, who is super, super hot the last couple of weeks. Uh, throwing the ball. So force them to run the ball. Travis Etienne's been a little bit down the past couple of weeks. So 
Uh, I'm confident in our defense to stop the run. I know it hasn't been our strong suit, but uh, I'll take the defense over pretty much almost any offense right now. Uh, I, I love that defense. I, I still am super confident in them, and I, I think that the weather is actually going to play into the Jets' hands. Um, they're, they're calling for like 50-mile-an-hour winds, really cold, just nasty, nasty weather. Uh, I think it's going to rain as well. So uh, that that that's, that screams defensive game, and the defense you really want in that type of game is, is the New York Jets. So I'll mm-hmm. take the Jets in this one. Um, and they, they need to keep their season alive. The next two weeks would mean nothing if they lose this game. So I think Sal will have them right. I think they'll be fired up and ready to go tonight. Yeah, I would agree there. They need this nasty weather. I, th- I think that certainly favors them. Let's talk a little Titans real quick while we're sticking with the AFC South. So Ryan Tannehill looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the season. He's certainly out for this game. The line moved from minus seven to minus three because we're dropping down to Malik Willis. When we saw him earlier in the year, he was – I think averaging like 90 to 100 yards passing. I don't, I don't have the stats in front of me. Um, but the Titans consistently win with or at least compete, even limiting Justin Herbert in the air last week with an abysmal pass defense with a lack of talented personnel. I think we've discussed that's impressive about that, about them. They are fraudulent. Are the Titans going to be able to hang on to this division with Malik Willis at the helm? It's tough because we saw Malik Willis play a couple games earlier this year, and he really did not thrive whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the type, this is the time of year, I would say, that they really lean heavily on Derrick Henry. It seems every year, uh, and he has he has answered that bell uh, the past couple of years. So, I think the Titans have the edge for sure. I don't think that line is absolutely crazy. I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, we've seen the Texans the last two weeks compete. I mean, the Cowboys and the Chiefs, who are at least both in my top five, uh, the Texans only lost by one score to both of them the last two weeks. So I don't know what you know what's in the water in Texas, and and in uh, maybe they're maybe they're figuring something out. And, and obviously, it's too late for them to figure anything out for the playoffs or anything like that, uh, being the last team in the entire league. But uh, they, they could be interesting. They could really they could really shake up the the uh, AFC South standings with with a win. So. Um, I'm actually really interested to see this game. I might not watch it because it might be a snooze fest, but I think the result mm-hmm. will be uh, really pivotal for how the AFC playoff picture shapes up because the Titans need to win. The Titans, like the yep. Jags are right on their toes. Uh, Jags play the Texans next week, so uh, you get the team that the Titans are playing this week, and and most people would call that a win for both the Titans and the Jags, but you never know. I mean, Texans have played tough the last two weeks against two of the top five teams, I believe, so... Uh, yeah, I think it'll be close. I think Titans will win, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than than people may think based on the Texans' season. Uh, just based off the past two weeks, I think the Texans have really, really picked it up. So, yeah, the Texans have, have they certainly come out and compete. Um, I still think the Titans eke out this game. I, I yeah. just can't see them losing to the Texans, even though they've gotten close with the Cowboys and Chiefs really in the last last few weeks. So it'll certainly be tight, but Vrabel just always seems to manage to dial enough up, put the ball in Henry's hands. And I do think they uh, eke one out here. If they can and the Jags lose, then that can come very, very close to locking the division up for them, although Titans-Jags play in the last week of the season. So that's going to be yeah. interesting to watch just because that playoff race is you have an ascending Trevor Lawrence finally 
doing what we thought he was capable of with a much better coach in Peterson. And then you got the Titans finally doing what being who we thought they were in terms of being fraudulent. So it's interesting to see those two intersect towards the end of the season. uh, And one of those teams is getting a home playoff game, but we won't dive into that too much. Let's (laughs) go with some rapid fire through some of these matchups. I'm going to skip over or or quickly go through a couple of these that I don't think we really care about Atlanta and Baltimore. I don't, I've got one or two thoughts on this. Baltimore surprisingly is still fifth in overall DVOA, uh, which Kind of surprised me, but the more I thought about it, you know, the defense has been pretty good. The offense still being 11th in DVOA is what surprised me. Um, But, you know, over the course of the last couple of weeks, they've been obviously much worse than that without Lamar Jackson. Ravens got to have it. They've got to have this game against Atlanta to uh, keep pace in a competitive AFC, but they still have a shot to win that division. Uh, that's really it for yep. me, um, even, whether it's Lamar, Huntley, or whoever the heck is their quarterback. Got to have it. No questions asked. You can't lose uh, to bad teams in back-to-back weeks, period, end of story. Yeah, absolutely. They have to have it. And and the Bengals, who we've talked about quite a bit the past couple weeks, they're doing what we thought they may may have been able to do, and that's win games and, and towards the end of the year and, and put together um, quite a bit of a, a win streak here. And they had the tough road. So you looked at the Ravens and the Bengals last week. I think they're both nine and four. You looked at both their remaining schedules and you thought the Bengals had it way harder than the Ravens and they still do. Um, but I'm confident in the Bengals. I think they'll win the division. Uh, I still think the Ravens are going to, it's going to come down to potentially week 18 uh, where they play each other. So that's going to be really fun to see really interesting uh, matchups, but yeah, long story short this week, I'll take the Ravens over the Falcons Regardless of quarterback, but Lamar is questionable. He he was practicing this week, it sounds like. So uh, if he's in, Ravens, no question. If not, I'm still going to take the Ravens. I think the Falcons are done. Yeah, Falcons Falcons are done. That, they, Desmond Ritter did not look that good. He, he basically no. is just a younger Marcus Mariota. That's how I felt about him going into the game. Uh, threw the ball about 26 or maybe it was closer to 30 times for – uh, I don't think he even broke 100 yards. So uh, pitiful on that front. I think the Falcons are uh, back to looking towards the future, and they are as bad as we thought they would be coming into the season. Uh, but Ravens got to have it uh, because Cincinnati has certainly uh, gotten hot. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Cincinnati and New England. New England with the most egregious play. I'm sure you took some satisfaction in that. The most egregious final play. I mean, I, I'm i sure it's Ugh. been talked about ad nauseum uh, about how awful that decision was, but New England really kind of played themselves out of a playoff spot almost by yeah. having that stupid lateral. Uh, it's potentially yeah. over for them. Go ahead. No, I, I'd be sick if I was a Patriots fan, just like <laughs> how close that, that division is and you absolutely need that win. And to do that, I mean, is it crazy to say that that's that's worse or just as worse as the butt fumble? I mean, are we finally oh, I, lifting the curse no, I, of the butt fumble? I think that's worse because look, the butt fumble was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, situationally, I mean, that was just stupid. Like, the butt fumble insane. wasn't stupid. It was it was comical, you know. But yeah, you know, it Max, was like a a stupid fumble mistake. But this guy. Yeah. They're, you're you're tied. What was it? Twenty four, twenty four. Whatever it was, they're, they're tied at the end of the game. Clock runs out. He 
throws it 30 yards backwards <laughs> to Mac Jones. First off, okay, real quick. I know we got to keep moving here. You're throwing it 30 yards back. He, he said, oh, I thought Mac Jones was open. Regardless if Mac Jones is open, have you seen the guy scramble out of the pocket? He's the slowest <laughs> yeah. dude on the field. Even if Mac Jones gets the ball in that moment, what's he doing? I mean, Chandler <laughs> Jones is standing right there. The whole defense is going to – all 11 of them are going to destroy the guy. Then it just puts you in a worse spot. You go back to Bailey Zappi if that's the case. But the guy is maybe the most immobile guy in the field at that point. And you could you could take defensive and offensive linemen into the equation. I think Mac Jones is just as unathletic as most of them. Um, but, it, it, like, what are you going to do? Even if he's open. I and he wasn't clearly because yeah. it it didn't work out. But even if he touches that ball, I think it's still a loss of twenty, and the game's over. Or Mac Jones is just going to surrender because he's not going to want to get hurt. So it's like it was just a lose lose in every in every case, and and, mm-hmm. and really big loss because now they're they're almost pretty much out of playoffs unless they win out. It's just like the Jets. I mean, they're in the same spot. Yeah, that that was that was just pitiful. Like you know, Sanchez he. It, it was really just a moment of uncoordination. Jacoby Myers just had a complete mental lapse like that. We may never, that, that's something you see out of like a freshman in college or something. Yeah, that was just, that was beautiful, man. But that, that play, the guy, he, he was, his yeah. post game interview was tough to watch. He, he was pretty upset, but rightfully so. I mean, that's, that's a mistake and you know, a big one, but you got to take it on the chin. Nothing you can do about it now. And, and uh, keep moving, but even I mean, even Ramondre Stevenson to, to chuck it behind his head was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> was even looking. Oh, he just threw it, it back. <laughs> just outrageous. I mean, yeah, the, I tell you what, New England that that was Matt Patricia's insane thumb or you know fingerprints all over that play. It felt like it was like all right, this is this is a Patricia offense right here. <laughs> multiple laterals instead of going into overtime so, and, and losing yeah, it. I would have loved to be like a fly on the wall, either in the locker room after or like at Belichick's house afterwards while him complaining to his wife or something about like how stupid of a thing that was. Like just to hear what he has to say, because you're not going to get it from the media. But no. I, I'm so curious to what he was going to say. Oh, I, I I would love that. Detroit was sitting there going, hey, that looks familiar. Uh, that, was, <laughs> <laughs> that was something else. But you know what? You know, we've seen New England bounce back from these gut-wrenching spots before and be competitive. So I'm interested to see if they could slow down Burrow, who is uh, fourth overall in in, uh, passing yards. He's uh, top five in touchdown percentage. The Bengals are fourth in red zone uh, scoring percentage for touchdowns. So it's going to be an interesting matchup to see if New England can keep their playoff hopes alive or Cincinnati continues to uh, just steamroll teams. You know, they they were clearly more talented than Tampa Bay last week. Some of these other matchups, I don't have a lot of thoughts on Lions-Panthers. Uh, Lions have a great chance of uh, securing a playoff spot. That was a massive win for them. We talked about Pittsburgh beating Carolina last week. They did it. The Panthers just aren't yep. good. Man. They're just not good, uh, but they are very competitive. Like Steve Wilkes has them showing up to play almost like the Texans with more wins, they just show up and compete. Right. Uh, but right. every once in a while, Carolina is a little more talented and they eke out a win. I could see, I think this is going to be a very competitive game. The line has moved down to two and a half in favor of Detroit. 
Detroit has to have it. They have to continue winning. But, you know, Carolina is not out of their divisional race. So I, I can see Carolina making this a very, very tough game. But Detroit's been so hot. I think they come out of this uh, with a win. Before we move on to the next one, do you have any thoughts on the Lions and Panthers? Um, I mean, the Panthers let up points and the Lions love to score points. So I, I think it's like a perfect storm for the Lions. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much all. I mean, I'm still sick about that. The Jets lost to the Lions last week, but they still scored – I mean, not much. Didn't move the ball much against the Jets defense. It seemed like that was the only team that really slowed them down. So I don't see the Panthers slowing them down at all. I think I think the Lions win this one. I think they stay hot. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they get into the playoffs. And I, I think that's a scary team to see in the playoffs, to be totally honest with you. I, I, I wouldn't want to see them, regardless of who I am, even if I'm the Eagles, um, I wouldn't want to see the Lions. The only team that I would say could really handle them is, is the Niners. Not handle them, but like really – pace them and like contain them as the Niners because that defense is ridiculous. But other mm-hmm. than that, I would not want to see the Lions in the playoffs. And I think they're going to get in and, and maybe cause some trouble in the playoffs, which would be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, they got a real shot, but they're sitting there on the bubble right now. So they've got to continue to win out. The next couple matchups on my list here, I honestly have no thoughts on Bill's Bears. I think it Potentially could be a bit of a shootout. Justin Fields has been fun to watch. We know what the Bills can do. Saints Browns. I uh, I don't really have I, I don't have much of a, an opinion on there. You know, yeah. no no interesting stats to pull out. I th- I think uh, obviously Bills win. I think Cleveland uh, wins that game against the Saints. Uh, before we move on to Seahawks Chiefs, any thoughts, Nuggets, anything you're looking out for out of those uh, two matchups? I think Bills. Win by a good amount. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to watch Justin Fields go go up against them. But uh, Bills are definitely going to win that one. And and the only reason I, I find the Saints game interesting, I was telling you before, is they could potentially. I mean, it, it, it's a really outside shot. Have have to get a little lucky here, last couple of weeks. But they were in last place in the division last week. They have a legitimate shot again, outside shot to win the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're only one game behind the Bucks. Panthers and Falcons are not competitive. Um, if the Saints win this week, they got the Eagles next week, which is tough. But the Bucks just don't look good. I've been like, off the Bucks all year. Um, I don't think the Saints are very good either. But it's just like kind of an interesting thing to to keep an outside watch on, just because um, there is potential for it to happen. And and uh, it starts this week with the Browns. They got a, a big one last week, and uh, we'll see if they can continue to keep that up. I know I think the Browns are a little bit better than the Falcons, who they beat last week, but still. Um, Saints have a really outside shot of making the playoffs, winning the division, which just seems crazy to me. That's how poorly I think of the NFC because guys like the Saints go from last to first in a matter of weeks while guys in the AFC are battling all season long. <clears throat> and a lot of guys that are going to have better records than even the Saints or even the Bucks, they're not going to make the playoffs in the AFC because it's so competitive. So that's just think, one little nugget about the Saints. I think they need to get rid of that home playoff game for – a division winner. Like you, I don't think you, you, you deserve, I, I get that. You deserve a playoff spot. If you win your division, that's important. I don't think yeah. you deserve a home game. Like the, the Bucks should be the seventh seed. Give them guarantee a playoff spot. They shouldn't have a home yeah. game. I mean, come on, you know, they, they, they've been pitiful. Don't no. reward that. That's, that's something yeah. that like I, I'll, I would like take, to see change. I'll take the lions over the Bucks any day right now. Like you get lions Bucks. I'll take the lions any day. And the Lions are still fighting for their lives to get in. The Bucks, you know, 
again, I just said there might be a chance the Saints get in over them, but it's really low. Um, but they've been awful all year, and people expected a lot out of the Bucks, and they haven't produced, and people expected nothing out of the Lions, and they have produced. Mm-hmm. So Lions are a much more interesting story, and yeah, so I agree completely. Lions are a better team right now. They are an absolutely better team right now, and they're not going to be rewarded for that. They're only going to be uh, the Bucks are only potentially going to be rewarded based on the rules of the NFL, which are not perfect by any means. You took the Saints at plus 3,000 before they won last week. So yeah. we'll, we'll definitely keep tabs on uh, that to see if you get a nice <laughs> payout there. Um, also, that total, 32 Christmas and a half. Bonus. Christmas bonus. There you go. Saints-Browns, that total is 32 and a half. That's that tells you about the weather, the, the offenses, everything that's going to be happening up there in Cleveland. Seahawks, Chiefs. Seahawks have uh, kind of regressed a little bit, but they we know they've overperformed mm-hmm. overall this year. They got a game against the Chiefs. This game is in Kansas City. I I think this is a this is really a must win for Seattle. And I don't yeah. by any means think they're gonna do it. Go down to Kansas City and do it because it's such a tough matchup. They they really needed one of those games to go their direction in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Geno Smith, shout out to him, making his first Pro Bowl. We, we've talked uh, about him quite a bit. He's been one of the highest-graded quarterbacks in the league this year. He's currently sits at nine overall. He was up there at fourth overall for a while, uh, flirt, sitting in the top five. Um, he's regressed a little bit. You got Tyler Lockett being out. Seattle has been an impressive story, but it seems like the music is about to stop this weekend in Kansas City. If they lose this, Lions win. It's it's going to be that much tougher for them to make the playoffs. I think Seattle's is, I think they're out of the playoff race at this week. That I know mathematically they'll be in it, but I think it's been a great story and they're kind of done here. I think we'll see. I don't see two weeks of letting teams stay in it uh, or back to back weeks for Kansas City. Uh, we know Mahomes has been unreal this year, potentially the MVP. So I think I think it's over for Seattle. I think it's over, and that opens it up for that last playoff spot to be Detroit or Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, th- this is absolutely a must-win for them. Uh, it's a really difficult must-win for them, but I'm in agreement. I think Chiefs win this one. I think it makes it really hard for Seattle to win because I think the Lions are going to win this week. Um, but again, it's like same thing. I-, I would still take Seattle over anyone in the NFC South, and that's just not how playoffs work, but... Um, yeah, they've had a great year. It's been a great story. Geno Smith doesn't suck, uh, contrary to popular belief. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a good season for them. See if they can squeak in. I mean, um, they very well could. <clears throat> it just starts this week, and they're probably going to have to win out to get in. But it's not a really easy road. I mean, you got the Chiefs this week, the Jets this next week, and if the Jets win this week, they're absolutely going to be fired up the next two weeks because mm-hmm. they're going to have to win out. So it's like you have two, the next two weeks are two win out situations for the Seattle Seahawks. And then you got the Rams who I think they're significantly better than right now, but um, that might not even matter week 18. So yes, I, I, I agree. Chiefs to win this one Seahawks to be in a tough spot. Um, but I, I really wouldn't be like totally shocked if the Seahawks won. They just have like this, that weird, tendency this year to like stay close or, or to shock mm-hmm. people and um they got that shock factor for sure but we'll see if it happens um another saturday game so saturday slate man it's it's fun i 
I was not expecting it, but it's a nice little surprise. Yeah, sa- Saturday's going to be fun, and I-, I can certainly see Seattle keeping it close, but I, I just can't see them winning this game. Uh, Mahomes is number one o- in overall passing yards. He's number two in touchdown percentage, and he's number three in sack percentage, um, meaning he's uh, has the third lowest sack percentage overall. I think they bounce back well here. Seattle is 11th in overall DVOA, which is truly impressive impressive but they're 25th in defensive dvoa they have improved throughout the year Tariq woolen has had a great uh rookie season hopefully i said that correctly however even though they've improved defensively i it just feels like a game where mahomes is going to carve up this defense it's kind of where their strength matches up well against their weakness it's it's just a good matchup for this offense and i don't see seattle outscoring them that line of minus 10 i can see seattle um Coming within that, I, I think the game may be right around a touchdown, not quite uh, multiple scores. So, you know, like you said, though, they, they're competitive. Seattle always seems to show up in these big moments. So uh, we'll see what happens with that one. I do think that the Chiefs are able to put up a lot of points. That one should be fun in general. Hopefully the weather doesn't hold it back. Giants, Vikings, uh, talk about your love of the Giants, he said sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the not, oh gosh, I can't. I can't do it anymore with, with the Giants and with the command. I mean, the whole NFC East, not not the Eagles and the Cowboys, but mm-hmm. the Giants and the Commanders, the fact that they're still in the playoff hunt and the Giants will probably make the playoffs, it just irks me because I just don't think they're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dabble probably should win Coach of the Year. He's done a lot more than what anyone else has done with a lot less. Uh, so compliments to him, but... They're just not good. They're not yeah. plain and simple. Any Giants fan that has an arg- like an argument against that, I'd love to hear it. Just don't think the Giants are good. Um, their schedule was extremely easy in the early, you know, earlier half of the year. Uh, it, it's gosh. I mean, this is a great a great question though to be answered about the Vikings because the Vikings have been super criticized the last couple of weeks. Um, really, the whole season, we we thought the Packers were going to win that division. Vikings took over. They're definitely going to win that, or they might have already clinched. Um, no, they haven't clinched yet. But oh, yes, they have. Sorry, they clinched the division. Um, but there's been a lot of criticism against the Vikings because they're projected between them and the Eagles. There's an outside shot the Vikings get the number one seed in the NFC. So, and if they're not the number one, they're they're definitely number two. So, they need to prove everyone that like they're ready and. Justin Jefferson has proved to me that he's the best receiver in the NFL. Um, at least that's that's my opinion. But we need to see more of the rest of the team. Uh, that win last week was super impressive, but the start was super unimpressive. So they need they need a statement win this week. I think against a team that a lot of people don't feel confident in, um, who are the Giants. I think the Vikings need to win this one, and I think they need to win it by a couple scores to really just solidify that they're like actually good. Uh, but I, again, I'm still not that worried about them come playoffs. Like <laughs> telling you, man, I would, I would almost take the Lions over the Vikings if they met in the playoffs for some reason. And I don't think that's a crazy take. But Giants, what? anyone that makes the playoffs, I think Giants, Giants are not as good as even the Bucks. Like I'd still take the Bucks over over the Giants, even though I, how much I've said I dislike mm-hmm. the Bucks. I just really, I don't think I don't believe in the Giants. I think they're on the right track. I think they got the right coach, right GM. They're on the right track, but I, I don't think it's this year. Well, they're on the right track, but they just don't have any talent. 
they have they're very limited in talent and the talent they did have yeah. was injured in the preseason or throughout this season uh again that's that's just a huge credit to what the staff and the organization has done i mean i they they have maxed out their talent which yeah. is yeah. one of the most impressive things you could do like dabble He's probably not going to get coach of the year, but I think he should. Like, it normally goes to, like, Sirianni, especially if Sirianni wins out. Right, right. He's probably getting it. a lot of times it goes um, to that team that really overexceeded expectations and was a top team in the league. I think Dabble, I mean, they've, you know, the Eagles, we knew their ceiling was potentially uh, was a top two, three team in the NFC. Yeah. The Giants, we thought their ceiling was, you know, six <laughs> wins. And they, and they, and they right. smashed it. So I think what Dabble has done has been really impressive. But your point on our, on the Vikings, you sent me a graphic last week about their point differential and, uh, with the top, what's considered the top five or six teams in the league. And I think their overall point differential was plus three, whereas everyone else was uh, significantly higher. Significant. But you know, in yeah. overall DVOA, they're actually behind the Giants in overall DVOA. And because of uh, that defense and, and how – competitive and closer games have been good you know if you're winning close games kudos to them but i think being 25th in overall dvoa having that minuscule point differential really shows some cracks in the foundation i, I think they beat yeah. the giants here but yeah come playoff time I, I there's a lot of teams i'll be able to uh, i'll be taking over minnesota i i'd be stunned if they came out of the nfc like absolutely floored if they were the ones that came out of there yeah. next Bengals, Pats, we already talked about some. Texans, Titans, who cares? But we did hit on the Titans some. Washington Niners, I think uh, Washington, we they have to grind it out. Okay, they have to grind it out. Uh, they've got to, you know, get three or four yards on first down, three or four yards on second down, and then just get that first down. That's how they beat Philly. They just grind you out and then win it at the end and a medium scoring affair. That's what they got to have to break their way. And that's why every year these Rivera teams are right at 500 because they can grind it out. And that gets you enough wins to be right about 500. But with that style and with their quarterback play, love Heineke, super competitive, but he's not talented. We know Wentz is a turnover machine. Uh, Washington, I can't see them winning this game, but they do have the style that can grind it out and win a low-scoring affair. Uh, I don't have any thoughts on this other than Brock Purdy continues to do enough for the Niners to stay in the Super Bowl race in the NFC. Uh, but Washington, we've kind of seen where if they are not able to just slowly grind you out, jump out to a lead, then it's going to be difficult for them to uh, pull out any wins. I think they're going to be 7-7-1. Seven, seven and one. Maybe they win another game. They're going to finish this year at 8-8-1 eight, eight and one probably. And that's just who Washington is. And in San Francisco, yeah. uber-talented team. They're going to win this game. Uh, I'm good to move on and talk about this Eagles-Cowboys game if you don't have any thoughts on on Niners. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think the commanders are are oddly in, a, in the hunt for a playoff spot. Uh, I just don't think they're going to get it. I think they had to win versus the Giants, and maybe, the, maybe our conversation about this game is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, I'm not going to take the commanders over the Niners. I love the Niners. I think depending on how long Brock Purdy can keep it up, if if it's consistent, I think it's good enough for them to actually get out of the NFC. So I'm still sticking with that. Um, and I think I think they win pretty easily. 
this mm-hmm. week against the uh, Commanders. So the last two matchups I want to talk about are going to be Eagles, Cowboys, Packers, Dolphins, Raiders, Steelers. Uh, that's just two six and eight teams that are hoping to keep their uh, wild card hopes alive. Steelers always. Mike Tomlin will always find a way to get towards 500, <laughs> and the Raiders will always find a way to croak. That's that. Period in the story. Broncos, Rams, who cares? They suck. Bucks, Cardinals, Bucks <laughs> better win. Cardinals are on their third string quarterback. If the Bucks lose this, I mean, just mail it in. The Bucks in a dome better be one of the highest scoring teams this week. End of story. Brady is third in overall passing yards, but he's bottom five in overall touchdown percentage. This offense is bottom five in red zone scoring touchdown percentage. If this ain't the bounce back week, then just forget it. Don't even show up for the playoffs and and beat Dallas in the first round because that's that's really going to hurt. That's really that's really going to hurt. Chargers Colts. Uh, Chargers better win this game as well. Colts are very competitive for quarters one through three. Minus eighty nine point differential in the fourth quarter the last couple of weeks. So oh, uh, the Jeff Saturday experiment uh, has been a doozy. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts on good Eagles start. Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. He's all about that. It's all about the hot start that he that he runs out. Uh, that that stamina drops off. So Eagles Cowboys yeah, Mitchie Mania. So bad. I feel bad yeah. for him because like I was optimistic, but um, I loved his like pre-coach speech. But yeah. that's it. That's all they got. I, I think Chargers win. I think Chargers need to win. Uh, conti- continue to get that wild card in a competitive mm-hmm. AFC. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Minshew Mania. Eagles got to win one game. This game really lost a lot of its appeal with Hurts being out. I I honestly think the Eagles just got to let Hurts get healthy, get better. You need one win in the next three weeks. I think Minshew is – he's a borderline starter in this league. He's he's done it before. One of the best backups. You know, maybe Dallas wins this week, but at the end of the day, Eagles need one win in the next three weeks to lock up the number one seed. Dallas has – been exposed in the last few weeks they really have they've been exposed by uh what you could consider bad teams and i wouldn't be surprised if the eagles and Gardner Minshew beat them this week uh because they they've got enough evidence on how to uh carve up this team and Minshew probably you know the texans carved up but Minshew is way better than any quarterback the texans have so any thoughts on eagles cowboys uh lost a lot of appeal but yeah, I think I think it's really interesting though. I think this game can go two ways. I think it can be Eagles stay competitive with Minshew as I think most would expect because he's pretty good. Um, they stay competitive and they and they edge out a victory. Or on the flip side, the the Cowboys kind of pick up momentum here. If they win this game, that is massive for them, massive for their confidence, especially going to the end of the year. And that defense needs a pick-me-up. They've been torched the last couple of weeks. Um, Texans, awful. Last week, not great. And they need a pick-me-up. So, like, it could either be Minshew wins a game and, and Eagles stay dominant. They lock up the one seed. Or uh, Cowboys come back. Their defense thrives against the backup quarterback. They get all after him, and they get some confidence and and, and, uh, and bring that into the end of the year in the playoffs. So, this is a huge game for the Cowboys. I think more than the Eagles. I think the Eagles obviously have a little bit of wiggle room to um, potentially lose a game. I think they got the Saints next week and then the Giants the last week. They should win both of those games. But um, 
this is massive for the Cowboys. I think maybe more than, than most fans might realize. Uh, I think the Cowboys know that, though, and I think they're going to come to play. I think the Cowboys win this one at home um, and kind of hopefully maybe reestablish some dominance as they head towards the end of the year. I'm just so like I'm so tired of seeing, and I'm probably the only person on the planet that's not a Cowboys fan that's going to say this because most people don't like the Cowboys. I don't have anything against the Cowboys, but I'm tired of seeing them be good every year and then just collapse at the end of the year. And I'm sure you oh, can agree all with are. that as a Cowboy. Oh my God, it's going to yeah, hurt. So it's like, so this so this game they need to win. They need that momentum, that that boost to to get them into the. Uh, to get them going for the playoffs because this was one of the better defenses in the league this year and they've collapsed the last couple of weeks. So um, we need to see a lot of pressure from Parsons, um, maybe a couple turnovers and a Cowboys defensive victory more than an offensive because I think their offense is fine. Their run game is doing really well. Uh, Dak looks fine and, and outside of that pick last week, but um, they need this one. They need this one after a really tough loss against the Jags last week. So, I think it starts with the defense, though, and, and I think this is an opportunity for them to see a more traditional-style quarterback with Minshew instead of Hurts um, to try to get after him a little bit. He's less mobile than Hurts, um, less talented for sure, but he's still pretty good, so you can't underestimate him, but I think the Cowboys' defense needs to show up in a big way this week. Philly's number two in overall DVOA. Dallas is number four in overall DVOA. I would love to see these teams matched up uh, fully healthy. I, I do. It'd be awesome to get that matchup in yeah. the playoffs. Two fully healthy teams. This is the second matchup this year where the starting quarterback for one of the teams is out. Dak was out the first matchup of the year. But I tell you what, it's really going to hurt when Dallas goes to Tampa Bay in the wild card round and loses. That's going to be excruciating for me personally. Let's uh, give me your thoughts on Green Bay and Miami. This is going to be our final matchup as we wrap up the show here. This is big game. Uh, Green Bay's back yeah. in the playoff race. Uh, it, they need a lot to break their way, but Miami has lost three in a row. And a real tough one against Buffalo on that last second field goal. But Miami is now seventh in the AFC and just hanging on to a wild card spot, whereas Green Bay's trying to eke in there. Break down this game for me. What do you think is happening in the state of these two teams as we close things out here? I think they're both in a really the, – the Lions – sorry, the Packers are in a really interesting spot um, because – and I think this is another another kind of playoff race between them and the Lions where it could potentially come down to Week 18 where they play each other. Because the Packers are only one game behind. The Lions have a cupcake schedule mm -hmm. the rest of the way. Um, the Packers can win out. Then it gets really interesting. Or at least win the next two, and then they play the Lions, uh, who I would assume would win the next two as well. Um, it can get really interesting. And depending on how the rest of the NFC kind of or what the Seahawks do, because I mean, for a wild card spot, the Packers are only one game behind the Seahawks too. So a lot can happen these last three weeks, um, more so than I remember in the last couple of years, where it's just so much chaos. Who's going to get in? And there's so many possibilities, so many different things that could happen. Um, teams coming that were in fourth now can potentially win a division in the NFC South. So it's like. Just absolute madness. Um, same thing on the on the AFC side, though. The my, the Dolphins need to win. They need to get back on track. They are struggling, obviously. Last three weeks have not been good for them. Um, they've had some tough opponents, but still, they are what we considered a, a top team in the league, uh, at least top ten at this point. And, and at, at one point, I had them top five. So they really need to uh, get back on that track. And uh, got Waddle more involved last week, but I think they need to continue to get him involved and. 
And Tua just has not looked like himself. He's looked like the Tua that we kind of were questioning you know, before the season started. And I think he needs to settle in, uh, get relaxed, and, and maybe uh, you know get back on track here. So um, I'm very interested in this game. I think this is uh, massive for playoff implications for both sides. Um, must win for both sides. So if the, if the Dolphins win, Packers are essentially out. The Packers win, Dolphins are still in it, but it's getting really tight in the AFC. So especially yep. if the Jets win tonight and and uh, and whoever know and if if the Patriots beat the Bengals, so uh, unlikely situations, but we'll see. I mean, th- there could be some craziness happen this weekend that we could talk about next week, and I think we'll have a lot to break down. But um, if I had to take a take a team in this one, oh man, <sighs> I would probably take the Dolphins. I think. Uh, I think they need a win. I think they absolutely need a win. Obviously, they both do, but uh, I think they need to bounce back and, and kind of get back on track with what they were doing early in the year. Um, that wasn't too long ago, maybe a month ago or, or a couple weeks ago. And uh, Packers have looked good. I think they just kind of dug themselves too deep of a hole in the beginning of the year. So uh, I don't think they're going to get in, but uh, I think the Dolphins win this one. I think it's a close one, though. I think it would be a high-scoring one. I think it would be a fun one. Um, but I'll take the Dolphins, and especially in a high-scoring matchup. I think they have more weapons, more opportunities to score um, with those receivers and, and, and as opposed to the other side where I still can't really name more than one receiver on the on the Packers. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, I think it's a fun one. I'll take the Dolphins in a, a pretty decently high-scoring game uh, mm-hmm. down in Miami. Hard to argue there. Uh, Miami – has had the third most difficult schedule to date. And, you know, before they hit that gauntlet with San Francisco, L.A., uh, the Chargers, uh, and Buffalo, we talked about them having one of the most difficult remaining schedules down the stretch, and it was going to be interesting to see how they manage it. And they're coming out of a three-game losing streak here. They have, like I said, the third most difficult schedule to date, but it does soften up starting this week with the Packers. I think we've seen the Packers be very fraudulent coming off some of these wins uh, in the last few weeks. Since they dropped two, three, and six, they'll eke out a win. They feel like they're back. Then they lose, uh, lose, lose, get a win, get a win. And now they're sitting at six and eight. Almost feels similar where the Rams are one of the worst teams in the league, backup quarterback. Uh, it was in Green Bay, very, very cold. And they kind of were able to put that one away handily. I think Miami, if this t- turns into a shootout, they will. I, I could see Miami winning this one by, you know, two scores or so. So we'll see yeah. what happens. It, it looks potentially 50s and rainy, which I think would actually benefit Green Bay if it's ugly down there in Miami yeah. this week. I think they need it to be ugly because I could see an explosive Miami offense kind of get making this a bit of a get right game. So they got to have it. This one is, we talked about matchups last week that really impact how the conference playoff races shake out. Last week, it was the Jets and the Lions. That was a pivotal matchup for both the AFC and both the NFC wildcard playoff races. Green Bay and Miami is another one of those. Green Bay has got to have the win here. If they're able to pull out the win, Seattle loses. For whatever reason, Detroit loses. You've got all those teams sitting there at 7-8 and eight on the heels of Washington and New York. Miami has got to hold off the New England Jets of the world. Uh, 
So this is this week's matchup that impacts both conference playoff races. Going to be a fun one. Sounds like we both think Miami pulls this one out. So we'll see what happens, man. But I appreciate you jumping on here as always. Hope you enjoy your Christmas. You know where you can find us at rosterupmedia.com, at rosterupmedia on all social channels. And he's at Rob McW24. I am at Cody Engel. Thanks for listening, everyone, and enjoy some time with the family. And, of course, some NFL football. Bye, everybody.